0: Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Nest Realty and realtor Janet Oppenheimer. A senior resource specialist, Janet serves the Asheville, North Carolina area. Visit nestrealty.com and look for your trusted mountain community advisor, Janet Oppenheimer. And by Asheville Farms. Unlock the potential CBD has in your life with Western North Carolina's premier supplier of high-quality hemp and CBD products. Visit our store location at 28 Lexington Avenue in Asheville and by visiting AshevilleHempFarmsNC.com.
1: Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, iTunes, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who travel sustainably and with purpose to try and make a positive impact. Well, today we continue the Speaking of Travel plus Leave No Trace series with Richard Crawford, host of the Amazon Prime TV series. Ricky believes by living a sustainable lifestyle, we can make a difference and even the smallest things can add up. And Ricky, it is so great. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. Hey, Marilyn, how are you? I'm doing great, Ricky. You know, it's, uh, it's a crazy time out there. I'm just back from my trip, and I want to talk to you about it because for the first time, I'm actually the one who was traveling and not you.
2: I know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I saw, obviously, all the social media posts, and I, I was very excited for some of those and then I couldn't wait to to get on to today's show because like you said normally you're asking me about my travels but today we get to turn that up on its head a little bit and you you know you've got a big smile on your face I know you're ready to tell everybody about the wonderful
1: time that you had. It was wonderful and you know it really started Ricky when we were talking about Costa Rica a couple of months ago and uh, interviewed Glenn from down there, and uh, we're talking about sustainability. And I just had this idea that I needed to go and see for myself uh, what it was like. And uh, and and my family and I uh, gathered together, and we all we all did this incredible road trip. Uh, so awesome. that made it even more special. And awesome. I just want to say that traveling right now is not for sissies
2: yeah right so that's what i wanted to ask you before you tell us about all the amazing um experiences you had in costa rica you had to get there right and on television every day today or on the news all you see is like airlines canceling flights there's not enough pilots people going nuts at the airport Uh, i'm just curious to see um before you got to costa rica and You know, before you came back, what was the actual travel experience like?
1: Well, it was pretty crazy. A month, almost a month out, we had made these travel plans months and months and months ago. We had bought our tickets. We had a nonstop flight. So we were actually going on the far western side of the country, crisscrossing across uh, to the east and then eventually circling back around. Uh, that nonstop flight was actually changed a month out to a layover in Miami. So we were actually flying from Charlotte, North Carolina to Miami. Well, <laughs> when we got to Miami, the flight had been canceled. Oh. Yeah. So Crazy. that was that was rather random. And what, what reason? What reason did they give
2: for they that? They do not computers? give a
1: reason anymore. There's no reason. Right. It wasn't weather related. They just yeah. cancel. Yeah. So that left uh, quite a quite a lot of people in the lurch. Uh, in fact, I think it was actually texted to us while we were sitting on the tarmac. As we landed and there were people behind me who were going to Jamaica, their flights had also been canceled. So pretty much everybody on that plane uh, who were flying into Miami had had uh, other flights to go and were all canceled. So as we got off the plane into the terminal, you could imagine the line. Uh, It just wrapped around and around and we just stood there. We had little children, too. So it was like, you know, just all this commotion and everything's going on. And what we did, which I highly recommend, here's a little travel tip, is that you get on your phone immediately while you're in the line to the airline and hope for the best that somebody will answer and you will have a conversation And actually, that is what happened. As we were standing in line, we all were on our phones, on hold, waiting for an operator. Finally, somebody was able to connect. I think it was my daughter. And within maybe 20, 30 minutes, we had rebooked our flight, but not until the next day. And instead of going to Liberia, we were flying into San Jose. So. That the trip
2: was, so the actual the actual trip was shorter, but you had to go later.
1: We had to go uh, later. And what about
2: accommodation? And they, like, did they put up, give you accommodation?
1: No, nothing. So we ended up getting a really nice hotel room in Miami on the beach, like in South Beach, and hanging out and having a wonderful yeah. Miami experience. Right. Uh, however, because we weren't flying into our original destination, we had to change all of our accommodations everything oh. had to be shifted around a little bit so there was even more communication and i have to say the people in costa rica were so nice and so accommodating uh, it was wonderful so what do you do you know here right, we you know are- that
2: you you make a really good point there and the, the part where you said you know we're in miami let's make the best of it i think now you have to travel with that attitude especially if it's um especially if it's if it's for vacation right if it's business it's a little different you might be flying into a place specifically for that business and then you, you're you not there that day uh, then then it's hard to see the bright side of it but I think if you're going on vacation it's for leisure and you, you expect just expect it to happen and when it does it's like well you know I knew it was going to happen whereas if you expect the the best you're probably not going to get it, unfortunately, today, and at least probably for a while, until the airlines figure out how to how to get their all their pilots back and all their personnel back. And I, I, I mean, I just don't understand. They got this billions of dollars, uh, you know, bailout during the pandemic. What did they do with it? Like, who knows?
1: We don't know. And I think yeah. what's basically happening, and I I heard this as we were traveling, is that. There is definitely still a shortage of pilots and uh, staff, uh, yep. you know, flight attendants. I think I I overheard a woman who was talking about a flight that had been canceled because nobody was showing up.
2: Right. They yeah. had
1: no flight attendants. They had nothing. So they, they had no choice. Uh, but I do agree with you. I think today... Uh, being able to travel, especially air travel, is a privilege. Uh, We pay for that privilege, and we have to know that uh, there are going to be shortcomings, there are going to be circumstances beyond our control, but in order to have this privilege to go from point A to point B, especially like you said for traveling uh, on vacation or for leisure, we have to have patience uh, we have to have a smile on our face we have to be in a good mood uh, yeah. granted it it will push your buttons right. and make you just like but once you reach your destination everything is everything is worth it it's like totally Espe- worth especially,
2: it especially especially if it's somewhere like Costa Rica right oh my gosh <laughs> and
1: i'll tell you we just had so much fun being able to travel and and be in different locations
2: yeah so how did you, I guess that's the first time you traveled internationally since the pandemic. It is. Uh, how did it, did you, did you have to wear a mask on the flight or did they, they yeah, because I know domestically you don't, and, and I, you know, domestically got a a connecting flight when I flew to Australia and completely forgot that when I went on the Australian flight, I would need to put a mask on, you know, so um, which, I, which I do anyway, but it was funny to see everybody else having to put it on. So how, how did it feel with a mask for four or five hours?
1: It felt fine, but I do want to say that uh, it was not required. There were yeah, Most yeah. people did not have on a mask. Right, so right, my recommendation yeah. to everybody is when you get on the plane, even when you're in the airport, when you're in tight spots, like going through, uh, going through security and everybody's yeah. all tight, yeah. tightly together, wear your mask. You know, when or he, you're
2: standing in a big long line waiting to rebook your flight wear exactly
1: wear your mask yeah. and and then when you get on the plane wear your mask it is a little bit uncomfortable but you know what you get used to it and it is a yeah. tight quarter now the the air in there is a little bit better but we found a couple of times that we were on the tarmac in the plane for for a long time sometimes yeah, yeah. You don't want to be sitting there with everybody all coughing and sneezing and
2: stuff like that. Well, I'm definitely excited to hear about Costa Rica. So so we've got all the bad stuff out the way, right? (laughs)
1: Exactly. And you know what? Even the bad stuff is good stuff because ultimately you get to your destination. So when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about it. I'll tell you about... Uh, especially my wonderful stay at the Finca Rosa Blanca Coffee Farming Inn uh, where we had talked to Glenn. You're going to be going there and doing your show there. I want to fill you in on what that was like and and also talk to you about some of your travels, Ricky, because you're getting ready to, to take a big trip too. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Ricky Crawford. He's the host of the Leave No Trace TV series on Amazon Prime. And we will be right back. Whether you're traveling to points near or far or traveling on a life journey, every transition is an opportunity regardless of your stage of life. If you, a family member, or a loved one is looking to downsize, retire, or buy or sell a home, contact your trusted Mountain Community Advisor, Janet Oppenheimer, from Nest Realty in Asheville. As a senior real estate specialist, Janet will help and guide you through any life transition one step at a time. Contact Janet at nestrealty.com today, helping you find that perfect home to fit your next
3: journey.
1: Hi, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Ricky Crawford. He's the host of the Amazon Prime TV series. This is our Speaking of Travel plus Leave No Trace series. And, Ricky, it is so great to to be here with you today and to be able to talk about my travels. It's always your travels. And finally, I had an international flight. It was absolutely fabulous.
2: And not just any international flight, you went to Costa Rica. well, And I've never been to Costa Rica, but I know it is ranked as one of the most beautiful countries in the world. Now, as you mentioned, we I am going there. We are going to film there, so I'm very excited. But you did a little R&R for us, I guess. <laughs>
1: I did. I felt like I was yeah. on a little bit of a scouting mission for you. I, You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything was turned on. Like, what would Ricky be seeing right now? What would Ben be filming right now if they were right. here? And there's so much. I mean, your senses are exploding when yeah. you enter into that country. The, And I do want to just kind of put a shout out. The people everybody we met from we rented a vehicle so there was you know how do we do that what kind of insurance do we need there was a lot of moving parts literally about getting a moving vehicle right uh, right uh what kind you know how much is gas is you, there were a lot of things that we had to figure out everything just seemed to work out the yeah. the people at the rental car uh, agency were so nice and accommodating and we got in the vehicle and we we just literally took off because we were starting on the eastern side but we had come in on the western side we had quite a bit of a road trip right right out of the uh right out of the gate and it was starting to get one thing that i was surprised about is that it gets dark a little bit earlier there i guess because of the
2: um yeah you closer to the equator yeah, yeah. So
1: you don't think about those kind of things, but it it was getting a little dark and of course you're in a rainforest.
2: Yeah. It rains. They don't call it rainforest for nothing, do they? <laughs> no. It always <laughs> seems
1: to be on cue. Like you could set yeah. your watch on when yeah. it was gonna rain. But this was our first day, our first uh you know, we had finally gotten there after having a delay, and so we just took off and oh my goodness. The other thing that we have to remember when we travel is that the geography is not always going to be what you think it's going to be. When they Did say I, mountains, uh, they don't mean mountainous like we have here in Western North Carolina. It's like double and triple the yeah, the yeah. elevation. So imagine a car full of people Driving over mountain ranges in the dark, in the pouring down rain, mm-hmm. with no lights on any road. Right. Uh, luckily, GPS did work, and yeah, we, well, that's good. And I, I highly recommend. Um, I, is it called Waze? W a z e. Yeah, Waze is good. Yeah. Yes, that was a good one. And we eventually got to our destination, which was in Aranell. Uh, where the volcano is and the mineral springs and oh my goodness they come out with uh, with beverages for everybody and the mood is just so welcoming and we went to bed in these wonderful uh, little cabanas and woke up the next morning with a giant volcano right in front of us and that's crazy mineral springs you didn't see
2: it you didn't see it before you went to bed because it was dark and you wake up and It's like somebody just plopped it there during the night. (laughs) It
1: was so magnificent. And not only that, but it was such a beautiful, every single morning was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Seriously, the rain happened in the afternoon. So every morning, and what we found is that we would go to bed early and get up early. Uh, Yeah. You know, five, six o'clock in the morning was already, it felt like it was noon,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to sleep much anyway, right? You want to, you want to, take in as much as you can in a short period of time absolutely
1: and the other thing that i have to say in every location where we went uh we had tour guides we we booked ahead of time so that we could on this particular leg we went on a sloth tour and they took us through the forest and uh, these two guys they were so enchanting and not only yeah. pointing out the sloths, but they also were pointing out the floral and the frogs. and the. Yeah. It they, makes it
2: so much more interesting, doesn't it? It it's, does. And yeah. they
1: love yeah. it because they thrive on having people uh, to right. tell their stories and to show off their beautiful country. So, right. so that was quite amazing. And we stayed there for a couple of days. Then we drove across the country over to the Finca Rosa Blanca Coffee Farm and Inn. Oh, my goodness. It was just the most beautiful right in the forest. Ricky? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I cannot wait. to tell us, tell us a little bit about what, I mean, your first impressions when you got there and then what really stood out for you. Because Have... obviously, there's, it's Costa Rica, right? There's a lot of beautiful locations. As you said, you drove from one coast to the other, basically. Um, but what, you know, what, stuck, what stuck out for you for Finca Rosa Blanca?
1: Immediately upon arrival, it was the people, the people who greeted us, right? And it was, uh, they were so nice. They were so nice and welcoming. And the, uh, the whole environment there is so lush and rich yeah. with floral and you are deep in the forest. It's amazing that. It's uh,
2: hypnotizing, isn't it?
1: It is. And, and the other thing, too, is that it's so quiet. Yeah. This is a very quiet country,
2: right? I, Except for natural animal sounds, which is okay.
1: That was the best part about it was that the birds yeah. were chirping and the frogs and the, uh, it was just so beautiful. And and of course, as soon as we got there, it started to pour down rain, and nobody <laughs> even cared. It was right. like you live in a rainforest you you have an umbrella or not, yeah. you right. know. You get wet. It's part of
2: it's part of the experience.
1: It is totally part of the experience, and so you know, I just want to give a big shout out to Glenn because he has created a sustainable environment where all the natural resources work together. Everything is uh, handmade. His I found out that Glenn is an artist. A lot of the oh. art there he did. A lot of the metal. Work he did the woodwork. That's the other thing about this country. Oh my god, the wood everything is wood, wood yeah. shelves, wood tables, beautiful wood. Not, yeah, not like we see here. We're talking, you know, not just, IKEA, right? Not quite IKEA. <laughs> no, everything was just so beautiful. And uh, and then the next morning we did his coffee farm tour, so we were actually able to go with one of his guides who took us on a very, very enriching and educational uh, coffee tour showing us how the coffee is made and and really also was very honest about, about climate change and what's right. happening with climate change because the amount of rain, you know, they are a rainforest, we get that. However, the amount of rain they've been getting uh, over this past couple of years has been, uh, way more than they ever ever have experienced. More, way more.
2: Oh, that surprises me. I, I was assuming they're not getting enough, but they're getting well. Too they much. have
1: they have their dry season, and it can right, be very right. dry. And they have ways. In fact, I never knew this, but the banana tree, interesting yeah. enough, absorbs the water. So when a tree is felled, when they uh, they the water goes into the tree trunks, and then yeah. it absorbs out into the soil. During the dry seasons, but what's oh, been right. happening now is that it is so wet in the wet season that it's you know, compromising the coffee oh, plants. Oh, it's a shame. It is. That's a shame. So they're looking at ways to uh, to deal with that. But at the end of the tour, we actually had a coffee tasting.
2: So I was about to ask you, are you a coffee drinker? Like, could could you appreciate the, how good his coffee actually is?
1: Absolutely. There was no doubt, yeah. especially and when...
2: How you, much how much did you come home with?
1: Oh, quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I've been drinking it every day since I've been yeah. back. I don't want it to ever end because it's so fresh. But when you do yeah. the coffee tasting, you actually get to to smelling it he has a chart so you can see all the different uh yeah. you know the different aromas uh that were going on so that was really uh just fantastic and because of the way that we had to re structure our itinerary uh and because we were flying out from there we uh we left them to go down to the coast to the pacific coast and we're coming back there to spend our last night before we All left. Right. so originally okay. we were going to spend a couple of days side by side, but we ended up yep. breaking that up, so it was really wonderful to to come back yeah and and know everybody, and they right. greeted us yep. like we were you know um, that's nice. It was nice, so Ricky, when we come back, I want to talk to you too about, well, I'll finish up with uh, with our trip. And right. and give you a little idea of what it was like down on the coast because that was a whole nother. It's like you're in four or five different countries yeah. in this very small country. So you get to see and do a lot. I'll tell you about that. And then we do have some questions from from our listeners. I want to talk to you about as well, awesome. and uh, we'll go from there. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and I'm here with Ricky Crawford. We have a lot more to talk about on this show, so stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: It's summertime in Subyville, which means it's time for
3: adventure here in western North Carolina, or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words,
1: hold Welcome my back hand. to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm In here today with Ricky Crawford. He's the host of the Amazon Prime TV series. And, Ricky, I have to tell you, you know, uh, we have been doing this series now for going on two years.
2: Oh, wow. Has it been
1: that long? Yes. Oh, we are moving into our second year. So we have a lot of travel stories under our belt, but they all have been yours. (laughs) And I have been waiting and waiting and finally was able to hit the road and be on a plane again and go someplace with a passport. I can't tell you how great that feels.
2: Yeah, I can tell, like I can tell just talking to you had a whole big smile on your face this whole time. Plus, travel does that to right? you, right? You go somewhere and you experience something completely different and relevatory. And it's just like, oh, I feel so good. The world is actually a good place. <laughs> right. it's,
1: it's absolutely true. And, and more importantly is the people. I mean, everything else is the icing on the cake. But when you meet people who are real, who are happy to see you, it makes you so happy.
2: It's it's amazing. You know, you've mentioned that four or five times now this morning, that it's as beautiful as Costa Rica is. And and I, you know, it's the same with Scotland. Scotland's absolutely beautiful. And this people talk about how visually stunning it is. Um, but the second thing that comes out of their mouth is, but the people, the people, and I, I find even on my travels, I find that like I fall in love with the people, and it makes you realize that everybody around the world is just the same for the most part. They want the best for for everybody, and I I have to say, in general, when when people come to the United States, when I came to the United States as a as a twenty one year old, um, you know, many many years ago. The reception that I got and the willingness for people to help me and, and the willingness for people to or people wanting the best for me and doing everything they could to help, it's just amazing. People are in general, you know, you you are in a little bit of a bubble with the media and stuff like that, but in general, people are just so nice and so happy to meet you. Um, so it, it's a it, it's a positive outlook on on the world right now.
1: Absolutely, and you, I think even more so now because for the past couple of years we've been uh isolated and yeah uh and like you said almost like in a bubble that um you know they especially the people uh anywhere in the world they want to show you they want right. to share with you everything and and they've been so isolated so the the welcoming is even more yeah. than you ever would have would have expected and when we left the coffee farm we drove down to the pacific coast right which was absolutely beautiful and we went to the manuel antonio uh, national park we actually uh rented a an airbnb there high up on a nice. mountain uh Good overlooking the the beautiful ocean uh we were we went down to the beach but w- the national park we had made an appointment uh, with a tour guide so that we had a personal experience to go through. And uh, the, as soon as we got into the park, which is small, but it's three, I think they said 350 plus species, uh, a diversity in that small park, wow. 350 plus different wow. species. Amazing. Well, the very first sighting that we th- that we had was actually something that I didn't even realize they had in this country: aardvarks, anteaters. Oh, yeah! And there was one high up in the tree, and they have these really cool, like uh, binocular. Um, They're single lens, and and they these trackers can see things that you would never see, like. Never. I've
2: experienced, I've experienced that before too. On on a couple of river cruises we've done um, in Borneo and in, in the Amazon, it's like you're going along at you know twenty knots or whatever on the boat, and the guys like, "Oh, wait a minute, look up there," and you're like, "Where?" He's like, "Right in there, next to that bush, behind the tree." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "You guys are incredible,
1: incredible." So here was this sighting of an aardvark up in the tree eating the ants. It was. A very rare sighting for them.
2: Oh wow! So, so be- they got excited about it. It's always fun when your guide gets excited because you know you're seeing something special.
1: Well, before you knew it, all the guides were there. Everybody right. it was well, that- like, <laughs> "How did they yeah, even exactly. communicate with each other that everybody suddenly was was there?" But oh, but the smiles and the the excitement and the beaches were just absolutely spectacular. So many different. Um, you know some were sandy, some were rocky. it was you right. you you know what I felt. I felt like I had stepped back into prehistoric times, yeah, you know, yeah. a place that had not been touched by any modern anything. It was just raw prehistoric yeah. feeling. We need to get back to that feeling, you know what I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: we had so much um I think before the pandemic, there was a lot of over-tourism. There there was just so many people. So many people were traveling and going to these places. Then it quieted down and we could see how the earth was kind of healing a little bit and things were coming back out. And now we're back out traveling again and able to see things on that level of what it was like to see things heal. And I think what, what... I felt, especially in this country, which is so wrapped around sustainability and conservation, is that we need to take that up a notch. You know that we have yeah. to be more mindful, yeah. we have to be more uh, thoughtful, and tuned in to how we can help keep it at that level, right? Yeah, I,
2: yeah, and I think I think there's a trend towards it. You know, I, I would like we all would like it to be a little more, but I think there are more people thinking that way now when they travel um i had a friend of mine put it put it the best way in four words she said less mass more mind when you travel so don't don't you know think less about the the mass um attractions and where lots of people go and have more of a mind of where you know you could go and it's a little more of a a personal experience and it's more beautiful and untouched and stuff like that. So I thought that was a really good way to put it.
1: That is a wonderful way to put it. And you know, that brings me to one of the questions one of our listeners here had asked about, and that is about sustainability when you're traveling, being mindful, but also wanting to be comfortable. I think there's been a stereotype for many, many, many years that, you can, you know, in order to have an eco-tourism experience, experience, you have to be living, you know, staying in some kind of shack or, right. you know, beach hut, when in right. fact there are eco-lodges and tour companies that are really doing their part, and that's what you focus on. So let's let's talk a little bit about that, Ricky.
2: It's, so that ultimately is the pillar of the show. We, we realized when we, were, when we were shooting a show that wasn't an eco show, it was just a show that was, you know, about luxury travel, actually, that um, you could actually, we were finding all of these incredible, beautiful and luxurious and aspirational places where we're going to, for the most part, and very often had more of an eco, sustainable social responsibility program than some of these other places that, that there weren't so luxurious. And I've always said, just because you're an equal traveler doesn't mean, or a sustainable traveler, doesn't mean that you're barefoot in mud hut eating berries, right? That's my, I use that line all the time. And yes, there are lots of places out there. Um, And look, when you think about it like this, to the the simplest line, I guess, um, if you're getting your electricity through solar panels at your resort, then that's electricity you can still feed into a luxurious you know, room. That doesn't affect your luxury at all if you're recycling the water, if you're doing stuff with gray water. And, and all of that doesn't affect how you're going to live there. Right. So that, that's on the simplest level. So, yeah, it's not it's not difficult anymore. Uh, do the research.
1: Well, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about the research because that's a big part of it, how we can become more savvy travelers, how we can prepare by doing the research and finding what's out there. I know when when we were just traveling, we spent months uh, researching so many little things that you want to think about, like even uh, how do you tip people in other cultures? You know, they have different ways of doing things not better, not worse, just different. Right. It's our responsibility to know their differences and be able to adhere to that and I want to pick your brain about that more when we come back from the break. Perfect. All right. well this is Marilyn Ball. We are about to learn even more on this show today with Ricky Crawford. So if you're thinking about traveling, you're dreaming about traveling, stay tuned. You're going to learn a lot. We'll be right back.
0: Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, romanticashville.com travel guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures, Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today.
3: Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words,
1: hold Welcome back hand. to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Ricky Crawford, the host of the Amazon Prime Leave No Trace TV show. And, Ricky, you've been out in about this year already traveling to some really fabulous places and i know you're getting ready to to embark on a big trip actually right away like after we talk today you're going to be on a plane heading heading to scotland again so you must I be am, excited
2: i am excited it's always good to go back to god's country for a little while every now and again right <laughs> look scotland's my god's country everybody has their own god's country and for me it's it's scotland so I'm i'm excited to go back i'm going back for a week um and i'm coming back to the states actually with a couple of my nephews 16 and 17 so they've never been in the states so that'll be fun but while i'm there very low-key not, not there for any particular reason um but i am taking all my hiking gear so i can get out because on any given day there's somewhere to hike in scotland so i can get out and do that so i'm looking forward to it and i'll probably come back about 20 pounds heavier, too, because I eat all the, the home comforts while I'm there.
1: That's so great. Well, let's let's use Scotland as a, as a base here for just a second and talk about, um, well, let's just talk about the fact that I've never been to Scotland. It's, okay. It's on my list. I would absolutely love to go to Scotland. I have some friends here who go on a regular basis. They're actually doing some tours there. So, Ricky, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, Uh, preparing let's say i'm i'm well let's just not say i I am preparing to go to scotland at some point where would i even begin to to set the tone for what i want to do and where i want to go and how i want to be when i'm there call
2: call me (laughs) but if you don't know me (laughs) right that's a lot more difficult i mean the first thing you I will say this, when you go to Scotland, people go anywhere from three days to 21 days, right? Let's see, anywhere from a very short trip to three weeks. And what you do in Scotland will depend on that time that you spend there, because there's so much, like Costa Rica, it's a little less diverse as far as geography is concerned, but there's so much to see and so much to do and so much history. So you have to kind of either pinpoint a specific region you want to explore, um, and, and, and explore that region and then plan to go back another time and explore another region. Um, so you kind of want to narrow your choices down a little bit. Otherwise it just kind of gets overwhelming. Um, I always, and people go for different reasons. There's, there's groups of people who go because Scotland's famous for golf and they'll go for golf, right? So they'll try and travel the country and do golf. It's not something I would go to Scotland for, but what people, what people imagine Scotland to be, typically is on the west coast uh, and and the northwest part of Scotland. Uh, Geographically, it's just absolutely stunning. The mountains you're talking about, the lochs, the rivers, the the coastal areas. So you could kind of at least pick one side of the country, and I would suggest the west, so that would would get that down a little bit. You know, driving can be an issue for some people who are not used to driving on that side of the road. So um, often I'll suggest to people just get a driver if there's a group of people so that you don't have to worry about anything at all. Um, And then research, 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 get online. What do you want? Do you want to hike? Do you want to visit castles? Do you want to be historical? Do you want to visit distilleries? Some people want to do it all and you can do it all. You just have to plan very well.
1: So when, when we talk about planning and we talk about research, what I like to do is to make a list before I even get started. Like you were just saying, what are some of the things that, that I want to be able to do when I'm in that country and starting out with a list. And then what do you just go in? I mean, this is what I do. I just go in and Google. Do you find that that's sometimes just the best way to go about it?
2: Yeah, there's actually a really good website, and I've forgotten the name of it, but <laughs> it's, it's the most comprehensive website. I think it's TravelScotland.com or just Travel If you If you put that in Google, typically the first site that comes up is the actual government website, and it's really, really good. Um, and it, and it, it breaks it down for you. It's like, what are you looking to do? Right, You know, what kind of vacation are you looking for? And here's everything you can do in that. Or do you want to mix it up? Here's a couple of different ideas. So it's a really, really good website. Put in Travel Scotland, it'll probably come up.
1: Absolutely. And I would imagine that most countries have a site like that, that you could go to, to get an overview and a comprehensive way of seeing what's happening.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing that you have a huge choice on in Scotland is the type of accommodation you want to stay in. Look, you, you can stay in anything from a castle to literally a pod that looks like a big barrel. Like the, there's ecologies that looks like you're living in a big barrel, or you can stay in a big castle, as I mentioned. So, and everything in between. There's lighthouses. You can stay at lighthouses. So there is a lot of different types of accommodation, which is really fun.
1: So really, what what you're saying is that the experience is exactly can be created exactly the way that you envision it, right? Yeah,
2: you can you can curate it exactly as you envision it, exactly perfect. Yep. And from a sustainability point of view, there are tons of options, and Scotland's Scotland's in the forefront of eco travel and sustainability, and and clean energy. I mean, we have all the resources for clean energy. We have as much wind as you can ever want. Um, And there's lots of wind farms in Scotland, which I love. Um, We also have wave energy. I mean, Scotland is basically, you know, 99% surrounded by water. It's not quite an island, but there's a little bit in the middle that's not, where we're joined to those English people. And, um, (laughs) but it's uh, so many natural resources and, and natural power supplies i guess
1: and so much good scotch right (laughs) so much good scotch and i i want to say too that the countries that you have been visiting and that you plan on visiting in the future for the show uh really are are very similar not similar in that they're scotland but similar in that there is this sustainable approach to to life and that's what you're focusing on and that's what what you're bringing to us is here are places where you can go visit where there's sustainability happening.
2: And look, your options are increasing literally every day. I mean, the, the amount of places you can go now where you can be a responsible traveler or a conscious traveler when it comes to eco and sustainability and social responsibility, like equal travel. I, I always have to remind people it's not just about the physical aspect of it. It's also about the cultural and community aspect of it. So every day I, I, I research all the time for the show and every day something pops up that I didn't know about or a place that I hadn't considered before. Um, and, and, you know, excited to to explore those places. We actually just yesterday confirmed another episode for Leave No Trace in Jordan in the Middle East, uh, and at the Fenyan Lodge, which is basically in the middle of the Jordanian desert, but it's the Dana Biosphere, so this huge, almost like a national park that has lots of experiences and and all that. So that's exciting. So I I just secured that yesterday.
1: Well, congratulations. I am so excited about that. And I do want to tell you, I I met a a woman when we were traveling in Costa Rica who was a, a travel agent, I think is what she was. And I was telling her about you and about your show and how you had been to the Fogo Island Inn. Oh my gosh. She was so excited. She's like, oh my gosh, that's the place I've always wanted to go. And I said, well, you won't have long before you'll be able to watch Ricky and Ben there and and learn right. all about it. She was beside herself. I just wanted to let you know.
2: oh, that's sweet. that's cool.
1: <laughs> I know so where are you are you're off to Scotland, you're gonna be yep. there and then you're bringing your nephews back who have never been to the states. That sounds like nope. so much fun. and then where are you off to next?
2: Then it's Norway. We go to Norway in early August um, we had to we had to change Norway's dates from before because uh, ben had actually, my, my cameraman, director, and business partner had actually got COVID, so he couldn't travel. Um, but yeah, Norway, and then I believe after that it is Christmas Island, and then Western Australia, and then we'll get into Jordan and Costa Rica.
1: Well, wow. Ricky, I just can't tell you how much I enjoy this series and being able to keep up with you and all your your adventures and I have to say I've learned so much just in these last couple of years of talking to you that I felt I felt like a much stronger, more savvy traveler myself on this on this big international trip. And again, just being patient, having fun, those are all the things that we want out of life and out of travel, right?
2: Right. Try to look on the bright side, even when it's not so bright.
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, Ricky, thank you so much. And I'll look forward to talking to you next time and catching up and finding out what's new. And, uh, and we'll take some more questions from our listeners and just keep, keep it real.
2: Perfect. Thank you, Marilyn. It was it was wonderful to hear your trip about your trip. Also, again, uh, I reiterate, you've had a whole a smile on your face this whole time, so that's great. It is it's healthy.
1: It is good and it is healthy. All right. Well, thanks, Ricky, for being here on Speaking of Travel today and safe travels. Well, I think we can all agree the more you immerse yourself into your travel experience, the more you're going to gain. If we learned anything over these past couple of years, now is the time to be aware and recognize that the way we travel impacts the world today and for the future. Not everyone is aware, however, so it's important for us to set the tone. Check yourself all the time and be a model. Not everyone is at the same travel juncture as you and might not even know there are sustainable options. So be kind above all else and patient. And keep in mind, travel is a privilege, so stay humble. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Run!